Did we stop? No, we started. All right. Let's get into these stories. If you're looking to buy a home right now is a great time to pay attention to the market to see where you stand because interest rates are so high. Prices have gotten a bit uh, prices have doubled. Let's just be honest because of interest rates and because of the way the market's moving, prices are up. So you might not be able to afford the same amount of house you could about a year ago or even two years ago. And things are getting tough. But with home prices going up, that means you got to put more down. That's a big issue because it's just bad business to put more down. Nobody wants to spend more down. I want to put the bare minimum and get the maximum back. So if 3.5% is what I need to put down, I'd rather put down 3% than 20%. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me to put down $30,000, dollars $50,000 into a house that I plan to get that money right back. And, and especially if I can't get it right back, I'm going to have an issue with it because that's business. But then as a homeowner, they'll fuck you and tell you to spend fifty k to get the house and not show you how to get your money back and take care of yourself and your family. That is so fucking irritating to me. I was just talking to my wife about this. A million dollar loan is five thousand dollars. Why the fuck does not? Why doesn't that apply to homes? Even with interest rate, what the fuck are we talking about? I can go get a business loan right now and buy. <sighs> Here we go again. It's big back, bro. I got a big back. I got a big back. I got a big back. This is what we're doing now. I got a big back. How you want this to go? How you want this to go? I got a big back, though. You, how you want this to go? I got a big back. I'll beat your ass. Uh, <laughs> right now, FHA loan uh, maxes out at different uh, amounts according to what state you live in. For example, here in Nevada, I believe it's 440 or 426 or 446. Anything after that, you got to cover or go find another loan to cover that loan, which is usually difficult as fuck. And it's, it's so wasteful. So they're bumping up the FHA uh, to give higher amounts, which is great. About fucking time, especially um, for those that are looking for new homes, because you see how expensive they are. It's going to take more out of pocket. Nobody wants to spend more out of pocket. They've even been talking about 40-year uh, mortgages. Like a 40-year note? You know how cheap that would be? Oh, man. Bruh, bruh, bruh. You can do damage. Stories out of uh, Wall Street Journal. Let's get some music playing. Get started. You see, I got my little gray chair. You can't even see the back on the fucking chair. Oh, Look, I'm just floating. Okay. All I saw was big and black, and then I was like, this guy is really on one. I do it on my lonely. I just want to know why Joe kept on bringing up all the butt stuff when he was talking about men being liberated. Like, what the fuck is with Joe, bro? <laughs> this is the worst Patreon episode yet. I'm not happy with that. Whoever the fuck Melissa brought, when Melissa's like, oh my God, watch what they're about to do. He's about to just, they're going to make magic. I'm like, oh my God, watch, watch. Bitch, what the fuck are you doing? This is a, a 10 year fucking show. Get the fuck out of here. How embarrassing was that? Yeah, Joe like getting his diaper changed. Hey man, censor that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? The stories out of the Wall Street Journal to qualify for a $1 million mortgage, Americans typically have to make a down payment of at least 20% of the home's price. Starting next year, some buyers could put down as little as 3%. This is a big deal. Don't ever put up more than you need to. When you go buy a car, fuck a down payment. That shit goes into their pockets. When you put it down on the car, it doesn't bring your loan down. If you got a $22,000 car and you put $2,000 down, you don't get a $20,000 loan. That's not how that works. Like the car industry is so shit. Don't pay them nothing. And when you get a house, pay the minimum. Fuck it. Just don't put yourself in a, a monthly payment that you can't afford. But don't go spending 30 and 40 G's up front. You know how hard it is to make 30 and 40 G's and just throw it away in one hit? If you do that, make sure you can refi or do something to get your money back. Like, I just don't see that. There's no point. I don't like that. The cap for a home loan backed by Franny Mae and Freddie Mac rises to 1.893. Well, maybe I should say it out. 1,089,300 next year. 
in a few in a few expensive markets, including Los Angeles and New York, up from nine hundred and seventy thousand and eight hundred. Now, a nine hundred seventy thousand dollar loan does sound good, but today you get priced out pretty fucking fast if you're not of the million. There's a whole neighborhood that just got built um, right by my neighborhood, and I thought they were gonna be like in the low fours, maybe like five fifty, six hundred. Nah, they're like nine and like one point two. So even if you got the million dollar loan, you still gotta come up with two hundred out of your pocket just to qualify and jumbo loans are a bitch uh the federal housing finance agency or fhfa uh said tuesday that higher limits mean borrowers can qualify for bigger loans without needing to take out jumbo mortgages which aren't federally backed and have more stringent requirements for income credit and down payments a jumbo loan is what you would get for anything over six hundred thousand. you got to have a lot more money in the bank they ask for a bigger down payment the rates are different they're a lot different some people even take out two loans which is just a whole fucking mess, but it is a thing. Uh, for most parties of the, excuse me, for most parts of the country, federal bank mortgage limits will rise to seven hundred twenty-six thousand two hundred. For well, that's not bad. Is that what we're getting here in, in Nevada? Okay. Uh, for a two thousand and twenty-two maximum of six hundred forty-seven thousand and two hundred, the agency said. The limits are calculated uh, annually using a formula that factors in average house pr- housing prices, which have been on the rise, and the majority of mortgage loans are federally guaranteed. Uh, in October, 12, damn, that's a lot, 12.5% of uh, for-sale homes were priced at or above $1 million. In quotes, buyers, are, buyers aren't by any means getting a bargain, but needing to save $30,000 for a down payment rather than $200,000 can make a home buyer yeah, I mean, it can make the home buying experience more reasonable. It puts you in the million dollar range. That's a big deal. Being in a hundred, excuse me, the million dollar range. That, that's a big deal. Especially, you just got to put up thirty. That's light, because I'm putting up thirty, and I'm not getting. I'm getting way smaller than a million. All right, what else? What else? What else? I found this kind of disturbing. The school's putting sensors under desks. There were heat sensors, which is very strange. Why? What? As a parent, I will take that heat sensor and beat the shit out of whoever came up with this idea to put something under the desk where my child's no-no areas are. The kids from this school found the devices and hacked them. Good for them. We'll talk about this. Stories of Device. In October, the university quietly introduced heat sensors under desks without notifying students or seeking their consent. Well, that should be illegal. Students removed the devices, hacked them, and they were able to force the university to stop its surveillance. Good job, kids. Um, early in October, senior vice, what is his name? Provost Davi, David. Oh, he's fancy. Installed monitor sensors under all the desks at the school. The sensors were installed at night without students' knowledge or consent and were pressed for an explanation and when pressed for an explanation students were told that this was a part of a study on desk usage they must think these kids are stupid right so let me tell you what the kids did they left them on there for a little while and as time went on a couple of the kids in one of the coding classes figured out how to rip that thing apart here's something special that school specializes in surveillance and uh and uh cybersecurity. They hacked every single one and wrote no with all of them on the wall. The school never had a real explanation. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on over there. And what do you mean you have heat sensors to see how much desks are being used? 
They're trying to come up with some bullshit telling you that they want to they want to see if people use desks anymore. You obviously use a fucking desk. It's a little difficult to just sit there and do schoolwork, dumbass. And not telling kids that you're going to put monitors and sensors right by their no-no parts? I don't think so, cowboy. I don't I'm not with that shit. Now, it's very weird, right? Credit scores okay. suck ass. Credits Okay. Credit is so necessary, and we yet have a clear path as to how to use credit. I'm here to help. So I didn't know how to use credit up until the past couple years. Being honest, I lived, well, I didn't live, excuse me. I worked in an industry in which you were paid, and as an independent contractor, you kind of just get lump sums of money. You pay your taxes and pay your bills. So Life was different because I didn't get a check on Friday like everybody. I didn't get taxes at the top of the year. I didn't get unemployment when COVID hit. Like, that wasn't a thing for, oh, here we go, the hand thing. That wasn't a thing for us as independent contractors. But what I didn't learn was credit. And a lot of places wouldn't give you credit when you make lump sums like this, especially when I didn't have, like, any assets. Like, I was just out there buying random shit that I didn't need. I was a kid. I didn't fucking know. Nobody taught me about credit. But today, uh, my monthly expenses range between... 5,000 to 10,000. So about $7,000 of that five to 10 will be credit cards. I'll just swipe my card for better reasons than one would think. One, your credit card has more security than your debit card. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even use a debit card. I have one, but I try not to even touch it. Uh, I love Chime. Chime allows you to have your credit card and your debit card and savings, all that bullshit. But you could throw money on that secure card and keep on using it. That's cool and all, but it doesn't really build your credit as fast as a traditional credit card. So even though Chime does do a great job of helping you establish credit, you want to get yourself a credit card with a decent line on it and run it. You got to use it consistently. Pay it consistently. Understand that if it has a percentage of, of 17, I mean, I've seen 27, 28% on credit cards. It sucks. Pay it on time. Pay it before. But use it consistently and watch how your score goes up fast. Um, the way to get ahead in this country is debt. I know it sounds crazy, but it, it's not easy cash flow and everything. It really isn't. And on average, let's just be honest. The averages are against us. I, I love Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey changed my life, but I've not met people that make the range of money that Dave Ramsey speaks to on a daily basis. He talks to probably 15 people. And within those 15 conversations, they all make over 150, 120 that's not a common conversation. These are just idiots that make a lot of money and don't know how to take care of their shit. I was a young kid in the music industry and didn't know how to, I didn't know how to build credit. And I learned that now. The funny thing was I opened my store because I had a house. Like that was why they funded it. Like we had the cash for it. I said, no. So I borrowed against my house instead of putting up the cash so I could start my store. And that was when I started to think this whole not having credit thing is fucking stupid. Ramsey had me spending cash on everything and cash flow this, cash flow that. No, motherfucker. You know how expensive it is to rent out a storefront? It was $13,000 a month. It's not cheap. $13,000 a month plus employees. Oh my, yo, bro, Ramsey's tripping. Use credit. Trust me. It's not as difficult as our parents make it seem, and you don't want to be afraid of it. The world revolves around this. You not having good credit is beyond me. The best tip that I'll ever, ever, ever give you about credit is pay your fucking bills. Motherfuckers love borrowing money, not paying it back. Stop getting fake CPNs and using kids' social securities. You know, I come from the era when your parents put your name on their bills. That's how I know I ain't grow up with my mama. My name ain't on none of her fucking phone bills or power bills. 
But I come from that era where you would put your kids' names on shit and you wouldn't take care of your own shit. You would run up your debt and not take care of it. It was just a generation of no accountability and fuckery. If you take care of your bills and pay them and run that credit up, life is so much easier. Do you know how good it is to go into a dealership and not have to haggle? Like you're literally negotiating prices because you can, not because you have to. And a lease, although people say leases aren't good, uh, today, the fuck they are. Get you an electric car and get that bitch on a lease. You don't have to fix anything to take care of everything. And in three years, renegotiate, buy it or give it back. Stop, bro. There's so many programs and systems in place that people are afraid of. It's beyond me. Sorry, beyond me. Uh, but let's talk about this credit score, these perfect credit scores and what's really going on and, and tips on how to get these credit scores up and keep them up. Uh, CNBC, uh, credit. If you don't use it, you lose it. Like they said in 40 year old virgin, you have to just keep on using it. That's the, that's how that works. While achieving a perfect 850 credit score is rare. It's not impossible. About 1.3% of consumers have one. That's it. 1.3% of consumers. It's a couple million people. There's 300 million of us here in America. So of a few million, just like seven, eight, maybe even 10 million, maybe even a hundred million. It's not that much. Really not that much at all. Let's just say it's 10 million. That Because it's consumers only. Let's just say it's 10 million to have that score. That ain't much. It might be less. If 10 million got that score, that means 175 million got 600 scores. You see what I'm saying? So when people go, oh, I got good credit, do you? Because only 1.3% make this much. And this shit's hard as fuck. Uh, uh, FICO scores can range anywhere from 300 to 850. The average score was 714 as of 2021. You're not likely to see many 25-year-olds with perfect credit scores. You can, though. And if you're a parent, you can get your child to a perfect credit score by 25. And I suggest you do because our parents did us wrong if they didn't leave you with a a perfect credit score uh, at a young age. The majority of people with an 850 credit score are above the age of 57. A majority of your income comes to you in your 40s. A lot of people get upset and they talk about uh, income equality or inequality and talk about uh, wage differences and wage gaps. In reality, the only difference in wages is time. You are starting life in your 20s. You have to buy furniture, start your first apartment. There's a lot of deposits you have to put because you're not trustworthy. So you have to spend a lot of money to begin Once all that foundation is built, once you got all your furniture, once you've been paying your bills about a year or two, once you've had your job for a little while and you stack your bread, life is so much easier when all you have to do is upgrade and not start from fresh. It's you have to treat your kids and your family like a business. This shit's damn near like the mafia, right? What you put in, you get out. You got to help your kids. What's the point of having a bunch of loser ass kids? You don't want your kids to have a good credit score and live an easy life. I'd rather, excuse me, I'd rather my kids have brand new cars on lease for 200 a month than driving around in pieces of shits that overheat and I'm always trying to fix it. You spend more money, more headache. Like I'm all about my time. So I'm not going to sit there and break my brain because I don't want to get my credit right. Like that's crazy. Or I don't want to sit there and help my kids get their credit right. I'll be goddamned. Majority of people with 850 credit score. But again, uh, let me reiterate, age is a big, big deal when it comes to finances. The older you are, the less you want. And life gets a lot better. I've, I, I tried to explain that to my cousin a couple years ago when she was 19. I was like, okay, $1,000 to use crazy money, right? She goes, yeah. I was like, that's my phone bills, $750. $1,000 don't mean shit to somebody with a $750 phone bill. You see what I'm saying? The majority of people with 800 credit score over the age of 57, according to experience reports, about 70% of people with perfect credit scores are baby boomers. 
Those are defined by 57 to 75 year olds. Now let's talk about the boomers because boomers have the largest sum of money recorded yet. They have like all the wealth. And when they die, there's going to be a lot of assholes with that money. And if you don't move that money around right, we're going to have another catastrophe on our hands. The baby boomer generation is insane. And we're, <laughs> oh man, we're going to come up across another one. Generation X, that's 41 to 56, account for about 22% of people with perfect credit scores. Meanwhile, only 4% of the group are <laughs> 4% of the group with perfect credit score are Gen, Gen Z and millennials. We did it, y'all. 4% of us. 4% of us. So out of 10 of your friends, only four of you got good credit. Perfect credit. Is it 10 or is it uh, 100? I think it's 100. Out of 100 friends? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> hey, that's terrible. This is like one and a half out of 10 people. There you go. There you go. Pay your fucking bills. But I'll tell you the truth. The real reason why I feel like uh, Generation Z and Gen Xers don't understand credit is because we weren't taught it by our parents. And our parents don't even know it. Credit started in the 80s. That's why the baby boomers that are like towards the more the 60, 70 understand it better than those a little bit younger. But nonetheless, they didn't teach us this shit. They're scared of banks. Bro, I just told you all the story about my family member that has half a million dollars in fucking in equity. He's sitting there on money, and he's not going to do nothing with it because he don't want to make payments. What the fuck are you talking about? It takes money to make money. I'd rather have a bill every month that's putting money in my pocket than sit there with a piece of shit that ain't making me no money. Opening a bunch of new credit cards won't increase your odds of achieving this perfect credit score. But people with 850 credit scores tend to have nearly six cards on average. So make sure you have multiple cards. It's always good to have a few. Test out the waters. Um, check out the ones that give you incentives. I know Dave Ramsey always said, fuck the incentives. But no, we went on vacation because of those incentives. And it paid for everything. Like, it's not bad. Your flyer miles, your points, and shit like that. Like, that's a big deal. Label stole those. Huh? I wonder who the fuck took my points. Uh, people with 850 credit scores tend to carry about $2,588 in credit. Um, Excuse me, credit card debt. That is, um, that's not bad. That means they have like 20 to 25K of credit. You see, so you got to understand they can spend 2,500 a month on their credit cards because they have about $25,000 that they can borrow from uh, compared to the national average of 5,000. So most people, if they're at 5,000 a month, we're up there, but I mean, it's my expenses. And that's only now because I'm learning this shit. So it's, I'm still new to it. Um, if most people are at five, I'm hoping that they have access of 30 to 40, maybe even $50,000 in credit. But if they don't, as long as they're paying it, I don't see where the deal is. I don't see what the big deal is, I should say. But um, you should basically pay all your bills with your credit card. There's so many securities. When you swipe your credit card, it's completely backed. When you buy your phone with your credit card and your phone breaks, well, not only do you have insurance at the phone uh, store with AT&T, T-Mobile, whoever, but your credit card will back you. That's their job. They're there to protect you. You buy a TV with a credit card. See, if I would have known, if I would have purchased my LG TV with a credit card, that they would have fixed it. Like, I just had to call Armax and, and they'll take care of it. I would have done that. Who wouldn't want to use something that's going to protect them? It's weird. Uh, people with high credit scores aren't maxing out their cards. You should never max out your card. I always say 30%. So if you have a $100 credit limit, spend 30 bucks. That's it. You're going to need more cards if you want to borrow more money. $10,000, you can get a couple bucks. You see what I'm saying? But if you only have a $500 credit card or $300 credit card, 
then you got about $45 to spend on that card. So gas money and you pay it back and you can spend all three, but make sure you pay it back quickly. Don't sit there just blowing it and then letting it sit and pay that down month after month as it increases in fucking interest rates. Uh, you know, typically you want to stay at 30%. That's just what credit cards are. That's basically what they're talking about too. You want to sit at that 30%. Most people that have higher credit scores, which is a cheat code because they'll have, um, they'll have bigger credit lines to draw from. They like to keep theirs a lot lower at about 7%. But again, if somebody can have 10, if $10,000 equates to 7% of your uh, credit line, you got a big ass credit line. You understand what I'm saying? So it's things like that that you need to keep in mind. So when you make you know more money and better money decisions, you'll spend less on your credit card. I'm not saying spend 10000 every month on your credit card because you're eventually going to pay your shit down. But if you have a phone bill, uh, your power bill, your gas bill, all your bills, put them on a credit card. Buy your phone, credit card. It's a protection thing. Uh, however, the average interest rates for personal loans right now are 8.73 compared to average credit cards, which their interest is around 16.65. That's very high. I've seen 27 and 30. Like it's insanely high and they charge the most amount of money to people with the worst credit and it's hard to get off your feet. I suggest you help your kids and yourself by becoming more credit literate. And we'll definitely be talking about more of that here. Like I said, Fridays, I want to talk about money. I think it's a good idea to uh, keep that out there. Gives you the weekend to go over it and maybe learn some shit. I don't know. I don't know. And because we're talking about money, let's talk about these big mo- uh, movie deals, these big money deals these casino owners are making. A lot of casinos in Vegas sold and then they're renting. They sold the building in the land and they rent back the building and operate at a premium. So it's like a reverse mortgage or almost like a refi on your loan. You get money in your pocket right away. You start making payments, but you're still working. So you're making money. The win in Boston, the stories out of the street. Liquidity is the name of the game in the current economic environment. And when resorts is being proactive with its properties you want cash right now and gold it's just you don't want to be tied up and you don't want to have like my my family relative that has the building with money there's no point in having money stuck in the walls that shit is dumb as shit the las vegas based casino operator announced the completion of its planned sale of the land and other real estate assets at its encore boston harbor resort this deal was cut for $1.7 billion to Reality Income Corp. Uh, the wind will continue to operate Encore Boston uh, Harbor Five Star Resort, excuse me, via a sale leaseback arrangement with Reality Income, the San Diego Real Estate uh, Investment Trust. So, honestly, like in, in, in layman's terms, they sell it and then they buy it back slowly, but they put money in their pocket and then they basically pay that double, but they continue to make money. Uh, the lease is valued at $100 million annually for 30-year term. The rent at the property will escalate at a 1.75 annual rate. Oh, shit. Annual rate for the first 10 years. That's where it gets sketchy. So you're going to have like a fucking 15% interest rate on $100 million. What was that going to be like? $150 million a year? So they'll pay $150 million a year. As long as they make more than $150 million a year, they got a billion. How much was it? $1.7 billion? They got $1.7 billion in their pocket. So... They're going to need probably a billion, billion two to pay the 10 years off to get rid of that increase. And then after that, I'm assuming they're going to, this sells before that. This sells before that. These deals are really good though. Caesars did this and um, I can see a lot more companies doing this. This is fucking interesting. It's very interesting. Very interesting. 
we're running mad late. I know. We're not even we're not even nowhere near close to being I wanna come in tomorrow because of the fucking mess that we had today. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm gonna do. Because we've been here for an hour and I know Loner wants me to do two hours, but I can't I gotta go pick up my son. We'll do the rest of it tomorrow. There won't be no problems tomorrow. And we'll have a new chair, won't we? I think that was a good show. What do you think, Loner? You still here? Did we have a good show? Well, I said we had a couple more stories. I'll be honest with you. We weren't completely done. Leave your son. <laughs> no, no, no. Check it out. So the two stories that we had left are stories. One is about a killer on Netflix and the other one's about a killer here in Vegas. So I'm going to save it for Saturday. I'll just come back Saturday. I'll do it in the morning. I'll be back. It's late. It's late. And I can't leave him because CPS will pick him up, even though he's a grown ass man. <laughs> My name's Xavier. Live in the moment. Don't live in the past. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. Bye. <laughs>